Hello again, everyone. I'm Matt Laughlin. Welcome to Pirates Talk, presented by Jag One Physical Therapy. Well, it looked great for about 34 minutes on Wednesday against Creighton. Seton Hall forced the Blue Jays into many turnovers, 19 for the game. Alamir Dawes was hitting his threes. The crowd was boisterous. And the Pirates and the 23rd-ranked team in the country were in a dogfight. And then the hall went cold. They hit just 36% from the floor in the second half, while Creighton sizzled at 65%, including 6 of 8 from 3, and winning 75-62. So the team's NCAA hopes took a bit of a hit. Still, they have a chance to nose their way back in, but they have little room for error. A win on Wednesday would have been a huge boost to their resume. Now they have to go on the road on Saturday to take on Villanova, facing a team that's not very good this year, but is finally getting healthy. And playing in Philadelphia, whether at the Wells Fargo Center or at Finneran Pavilion, which is where Saturday's game will be contested, has not been easy for Seton Hall over the years. Let's see what happens. Let's wish them some luck. Today, I'm pleased to be joined by John Gallucci Jr. You've seen John and heard his voice on the radio, TV, and digital airwaves as the founder and CEO of Jag One Physical Therapy, one of the foremost leaders in physical therapy care in the New Jersey, New York, and Pennsylvania region. John is a nationally well-respected and in-demand speaker known for his expertise in injury prevention, rehabilitation, sports medicine, and athletic conditioning. He's the former trainer of Major League Soccer's Red Bulls and has been a clinical instructor at a number of universities in the area, including Seton Hall, Rutgers, and Columbia. I'll talk with John about his relationship with Seton Hall, his decision to found Jag One Physical Therapy, and about what you and me, you know, the casual athlete, can do to stay injury-free. All that and more comes your way after this message from our sponsor, Jag One Physical Therapy. A proud sponsor of Seton Hall Athletics, Jag One Physical Therapy gets you back to the life you love. Voted the number one physical therapy company based on first-class patient care and outcomes, Jag One Physical Therapy is invested in your full recovery. Your preferred in-network rehabilitation provider, Jag One Physical Therapy, has convenient locations throughout New York, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania. For more information and to find a location near you, visit www.jagonept.com. John, thank you very much for giving me some of your time. I know you're a very busy man. We've got a lot to talk about. How are things with you? Matt, I greatly appreciate being able to sit down and speak with you. Things are going well. Never a dull moment in Jag One Physical Therapy land, and we're pretty excited of 2023. Yeah, no doubt. You are very busy, and, and the business continues to grow, and we'll talk a little bit about that. But this is Pirates Talk. It's Seton Hall. You have a relationship with Seton Hall. It goes back a great many years. And how did it all come about? So awesome question. You know, I, I am, as you know, an, uh, an athletic trainer by trade and a physical therapist by trade. Most people just see me as the CEO of JAG one and forget that I am a clinician and been involved in sports my entire life. I've been in and out of the NBA, the NHL, major league soccer, and had some great opportunities to work with different universities and colleges in the New York area. And when we started JAG one, it was very important to integrate with the community, but more specific, the sporting community, which is where uh, my career kind of, kind of was born. So it was important being in West Orange to align myself with Essex County colleges and Essex County high schools and sporting clubs in the area, soccer, lacrosse, 
softball, baseball. And, and ultimately, we had an awesome opportunity back in 2011 to become a sponsor at Seton Hall Athletics. And the relationship has been nothing but mutual success on, on both sides of the ball, as they would say. You know, we've got a great partnership. We're integrated on the campus education-wise, and we've got a great relationship with the with the athletic department, both in both in uh, collaborating and treatment of athletes, and 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 sometimes coaches and administrators, and also trying to teach people uh, good health and and good habits to stay out of the doctor's office or our physical therapy clinics. We're going to talk about that a little later, mostly about the casual athlete and I fall into that category and, and how we can uh, kind of stay as, a, as an everyday person a, a little healthier. But at any rate, what do you enjoy about the relationship with Seton Hall in particular? So the best thing is, is Seton Hall is so well grounded as a community partner in New Jersey and more specific Essex County, but they are truly a community partner and they're interested in the welfare of the society of New Jersey. And they've collaborated beautifully with different corporations in the marketplace to really help the, the society of New Jersey. And in our partnership, it's been great to communicate prevention of injuries and nutrition tips and hydration tips and also be able to help them assist us in, in, in letting people know that we're a healthcare resource. So it's been a, a wonderful relationship. And then we have become a resource to their athletes and, and, and to some of their campus administrators and professors. So it, it's become a very mutual relationship and we're very excited to continue and engage. We've also on the other side, on an academic side, have gotten involved with the uh, School of Health sciences which has been awesome uh which has been a great relationship because it gives my clinicians an opportunity to engage with their students uh on a day-to-day -day basis with lectures and sometimes uh, uh students get the opportunity to come through jag one and learn firsthand working alongside our physical therapists and occupational therapists and athletic trainers in the treatment and welfare of our patients. So it's been a, an overall huge success uh, for, for us, both in the academic world and in the sports world. Well, it's a broad-based point of view and a relationship that you have. That umbrella is awfully big. The head coach of Seton Hall, Shaheen Holloway, you have known him for a long time. Of course, he was a longtime assistant before he went on his own and now is back on campus. What's the difference between Shah then and now? What's your relationship with him like? So it's been awesome to see his rise of success. And I was so excited to see uh, the Seton Hall administration and athletic director bring him back into the Seton Hall family. I think just his motivation techniques and his story is just a wonderful one that will definitely teach the, the, the Seton Hall pride uh, each and every day uh, to see what he's been able to accomplish from from his, his early beginnings at the hall and then when he left the hall and now to return, I think is huge. And as we see just in his first season, the, the, the early success that he's starting to gain and, and the cohesiveness of the team that he's bringing together is very, very important for a lot of years of success. So very, very excited for him, his assistants, and his players. Different sports that Seton Hall offers, which means different athletes. There's a similarity, a thread that runs through anyone who's athletic and who is a competitor. But what's the difference from what you bring to the table in dealing with different sports and different athletes? Or is it the same? 
So we've been very fortunate, again, only because of my background as an athletic trainer and physical therapist and working throughout sports throughout my entire career, that we have a multi-sport, multi-directional approach for all athletes doing rehabilitation. And when you look at any athlete and their injury, it's not just about treating the injury. It's about treating the well-being of the athlete as a global component. So most people look at, oh, you hurt your knee and you go treat your knee. Understand athletes need to utilize their body as a tool. And when they use their body as a tool, it's not just about the strength of, of the muscles around the knee. It's about the strength for them to function in the, in the anticipated process for them to play the sport. Let it be baseball. Let it be, um, you know, basketball. It's very important that our physical therapists, our athletic trainers, when working with athletes, take a well-rounded approach. And we've been very successful with our outcomes. In fact, we have some of the best outcomes in, in the country when it comes to various sports injuries. So why, why is that, aside from the experts that you hire, aside from your passion that you bring to Jag One Physical Therapy, is there something that you've latched onto, whether it's a combination of the physical, the mental, and the emotional? That's an awesome question, and let's not also forget the nutritional component. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, that, so, so that's a that's a great question, and often asked. You know, we have a return to play mentality, and let it be a, a, a college athlete, a club athlete, a high school athlete, a professional athlete, or grandma that wants a garden in the backyard. What is the goal of the athlete? Of course, an athlete is their goal is to return back to the sport at the highest level they can be. And, and sometimes grandma can hurt her knee and she wants to return back to her full function. A lot of physical therapy companies uh, are, are treating based on allowances of, 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 what the, of what the payers dictate. We at JAG1 Physical Therapy treat patients based on their goals and collaborate with them to achieve the goals. So when you're looking at an app, we take in the component of the physical injury. We take in the component of the well-being of the entire body, uh, not just strengthening where the injury is, but strengthening the entire body. Then we have a return to play component. And then there's an educational component of nutrition and hydration, where our goal is to focus to get the athlete to go back and not return with a secondary injury, just as we would with any of our patients. And that's been our philosophy from day one, from when I started started the company back in 2004, and it's been an unbelievable success that New Jerseyans and now New York and Pennsylvanians have had the opportunity to get first-in-class rehabilitation, and, and they appreciate it. Well, you are well-known in this area, and you are a nationally renowned speaker, so your reputation goes from coast to coast, but it, it's been phenomenal to see. Just from the outside, I mean, the, the physical therapy world has grown exponentially, but at the forefront is Jag One Physical Therapy because it seems like there's a new office being opened up on, on a regular basis. Like, did you see this when you opened up that first office and said, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a shot at this thing uh, and see if I can grow a business? And did you see where it would eventually go and, and it's still growing? So, again... 
I appreciate the question and, and it is asked many times. And my wife of 32 years could probably answer it the best because when I was 18 years old, I told her what are our goals as a married couple. So imagine dating somebody for six months and talking about marriage and talking about goals. But one of the most important things that came out of that conversation when we were 18 years old was I had a vision of, of course, being a physical therapist and athletic trainer, dual licensed, dual credentialed. And I had a goal of working in the highest level of sports. And I've worked with some of the highest levels of the U.S. national wrestling team, lacrosse team, U.S. national soccer team. Um, I've worked with the NFL, the NHL, the NBA. I've had such great opportunities for a New York, New Jersey kid growing up in this area, working in this area, numerous universities, hospitals and institutions. But what most people what most people didn't realize is at the end of the day, you have to be able to sustain your career. You have to have longevity and sustainability. And with that, I realized that if it was just marketed about John Gallucci, that people would know the practice, which would be successful, but it would be difficult to have the sustainability to stay in the marketplace. And from my other lives of working around pro sports and seeing branding and opportunities, it was important to me to have more than one location. Did I ever think we would have currently operating 116 locations throughout the three states? No, but I did understand that for me to be sustainable in the marketplace, I'd have to have not just outcomes, I'd have to have a brand name that rolled off people's tongues and, and understood that we were the place for your rehabilitation. And, and I'm excited to say after 18 and a half years, We've been able to do that with the assistance of New Jersey, New Yorkers, and Pennsylvanians to help us get to that point where we have become first in class in the gold standard of outpatient physical therapy, physical therapy care. And I'm so proud of my team that surrounds me. The really unique thing is I've got people that have surrounded me since day one, and, and that's probably the biggest feather in my cap, that people believe in the goals and the mission, and they're still with me today. Well, that is the biggest tribute that anyone who founds any endeavor, endeavor can have, that, that people have stayed with you through thick or thin. Uh, the dream is there. They latch onto it, but there's something about you that, or, or, and that person that they stay with that attracts them and they decide, you know, th this is well worth it for a lot of reasons. And it's not just the paycheck. That's important. We all have bills to pay, but there's got to be some intrinsic value to it. And clearly you provide that for all those who are involved with you at Jag One Physical Therapy. Was there ever a moment when you said, uh-oh, I might be a little over my head here? Or did the economy turn at one point and you're like, oh, I don't know. I, I got some rocky waters here. Well, as any businessman or entrepreneur will tell you, that 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 the week has rocky waters. Every <laughs> every every entrepreneur will tell you that the the ship is never always <laughs> and and never always safe. You're one slip away from disaster. Um, but but and that speaking as a businessman, as a healthcare provider, listen. I believed in what we were doing for patients and what I was doing for patients, and patients believed in us. And that was very important. And if you really look at the marketplace that we we have our company, Jag One, I am the only company that has a multi-state, multi-facility company that is supported and run by physical therapists. If you look at my executive team of 12, 
eight are physical therapists. So we are truly a clinical company being run by clinicians. And I think that's what keeps us at the forefront of research. It keeps us at the forefront of skill and un understand it keeps us at the forefront of being the best in class because, yes, Healthcare is a business, but JAG-1 physical therapy is a business that's still run and operated by clinicians. And we're very, very proud of that, and we, we're, we're very proud to share that. Um, the other thing that's important when you say, was there ever a moment of fear? Um, the day we opened, uh, as you can imagine, I was a New York born and raised kid that happened to come out to New Jersey to do a favor for an hour, fell in love with the state. Uh, ultimately was working for a pro team at the time. It was the Metro Stars becoming the Red Bulls and ultimately had a, a wonderful opportunity to set up our first clinic here in New Jersey. And what I didn't realize in New Jersey versus New York, which is where I was trained, was there is a difference of looking at healthcare as it becomes a component of being in-network versus out-of-network. And the first six months as we fought to become an in-network provider was very difficult to pay those bills and also to pay our rent and pay our employees. So right out of the gate, the first six to nine months, we almost went belly up and, and, and almost had to close our doors. But as luck would have it, we were fortunate enough to become an in-network provider and offer our services to different participants of the, of the payers, and we were very lucky. As you can imagine, everybody was affected in 2008 and 2009. And again, you had to be able to do different things on a business structure. And then, as you can imagine, and nobody knew it was going to happen in the beginning of COVID, and we were very, very fortunate coming out of COVID that people really appreciated our specialty and really appreciated our practitioners. And the most unique thing is, is all of our practitioners were intact in the beginning of COVID, during COVID, and post-COVID. So our patients were able to be treated by our staff throughout all of it. We never closed a day at JAG-1 Physical Therapy because we are healthcare providers and there were people that needed our services and we wanted to make sure uh, that we offered those services each and every day. Incredible story. So if out of the box you realize as a businessman, there are going to be potholes I got to keep my eye on, and obviously they were stark in those first six to nine months, as you just detailed. Was there a breakthrough moment? Not that you ever take it easy, not that you ever say, hey, I've made it, but was there one moment when you kind of rocketed a little bit, and what was that? So are we talking about just coming out of COVID, or are we talking about just in general? Uh, no, in general. In general, in the business, I think it was probably, and, and it's a pretty unique thing, it was probably when I was with, at the time, he's now 18, but my son was 12 years old, and we were walking in MetLife Stadium, and the president of one of the large healthcare systems was with one of the presidents of the large insurance companies, and they were walking right next to my son and I, and, and, and the president of the healthcare system turned around and said, John Gallucci, JAG-1 Physical Therapy, how are you doing today? And, and just being recognized by a colleague in the healthcare world, you know, just made me feel like, all right, we as an entity, me as a CEO, me as a clinician, have been recognized by two of the largest players in healthcare in the Northeast. And to me, that was important. 
But the biggest thing that was probably my proudest moment was we had a great opportunity with a Newark fireman. Um, and he was a guy that was told that he would never return to the job. And not only did we have the opportunity, and I worked hand in hand with the individual, not only did we have an opportunity to get him, as we like to say, back in the game of life, we were able to return him back to the fire department. But not only did we get him there, he was able to complete a marathon. And, and ultimately, every step of his journey he shared his story and how important it was for him to work at, at JAG One Physical Therapy alongside me and my colleagues. I would probably say those were those two aha moments that, hey, the public recognizes us, but also our colleagues recognize us. And I think that would probably be the two biggest moments that stand out that make me think that uh, we're not closing tomorrow. <laughs> no, you you won't be that. Very rewarding for you. And Thank you for sharing those. So uh, as it regards COVID, what did we learn as a society? Let's throw away the BS of the political arguments, this, that, and the other thing. What, what have we learned when a pandemic stops everything and people have to rely on each other and all that sort of stuff? What do you think the lesson out of COVID is from a clinical medical you know, PT side? On a clinical medical component, I think that, as you said, politics aside, we truly have to understand what we're dealing with. And as you can imagine, those first six to eight weeks, we were still learning and we were making poor decisions as we were learning. And although decisions had to be made and we'll never go backwards, we need to be able to correct mistakes after decisions were made and were not as fortuitous as our leaders thought they were. I think everybody in the beginning was not afraid to make the mistake, but what people were afraid to do was change the mistake for the betterment of society and the betterment for the, for, for, for the American people. I think we see that now. I think you see a much better collaboration between uh, the leaders in the communities and the medical community. I think that's what you needed to have from day one was that synergy working between medical and leadership. And I don't think we always saw that. But as cooler heads prevailed and, and processes became apparent and we started to see different changes coming about from our leadership, it was because of that good collaboration. You know, everybody always says, how do you fix healthcare in the United States of America? The biggest and easiest way is the leaders have to include the healthcare professionals in the conversation. As long as you don't include the healthcare professionals, let it be a pandemic, let it be policy, you're never ever gonna fix healthcare 100% in the United States of America until you truly invite and include the healthcare professionals and leaders. And, and again, that's not a political soapbox, that's just fact. Don't you want experts in the field to be helping make decisions? And I think now as we look at pandemics, I think as we look at policy, that definitely has come a long way as a society, and I think we would be better off for it. So other than having an important seat at the table and it's necessary, what, what comes out of that uh, by having that seat at the table? I think you're truly bringing a clinical presence and understanding of the human body and what truly how the body responds. And I think at times people are looking at costs, 
People are looking at economics. People are looking at safety. Um, and everybody jumps to make decisions, but never realizes you can make a decision. But a true leader can say the decision was a mistake and we need to go back and change direction. And I think you see that in companies around the country, not just in healthcare, that the people that are, are, are able to understand that they've made a mistake can truly right the ship. You know, one of the biggest things we teach our people at JAG1 Physical Therapy is make a decision, execute your decision. But if your decision was wrong, be able to admit it, deviate, change, and execute a new direction. And we've been very, very fortunate with that philosophy. Well, the success speaks for itself. So on to a last couple of topics, and we'll let you go, John. And again, I appreciate your time. You're, you're such a busy man. Uh, so for the everyday individual, and I'll throw myself in that demographic, and maybe in the same vintage as that grandma illustration you used earlier, at least in terms of uh, where I am chronologically in life. Anyway, what would you say to, to those who are, I mean, we stay healthy longer, we, we live longer, there are more opportunities. I was talking to someone the other day and you start rattling off people who are still performing in their late 80s and 90s and it's nothing that my grandparents ever could have hoped to aspire to for the most part. So what what's the secret? What, what, do you, what do you want to tell people in order to live their fullest life, their best life? Well, I think the most important thing that we can share with the public is a healthy heart is a healthy you. And the more you take care of yourself aerobically and condition your heart, the more opportunity you have to live a longer, healthier life. And when I mean a longer, healthier life, I mean a life that you can continue to participate in different things at 80 and 90 years old. You know, my my mother-in-law is about to be 89. Her brother is 92 years old. And they have more energy between the two of them than some of my 30, 35, and 40-year-old physical therapists. And the biggest thing that I attribute that to is they were always involved in some sort of activity that gave them an aerobic, aerobic uh, success, which helped them continue a long, healthy life. They were both into dancing. And, and they danced their, their childhood into their adulthood and, and ultimately are still dancing today. But they also, and listen, we, we know the American nutrition story. We don't have to repeat that. But they were also very smart with, the, with what they did as far as, as their intake. And when they were able to notice their intake changing, they deviated from and, and changed their intake. So people have to understand, just like it's that fifth grade physical education class, a balanced nutrition, good hydration and exercise keeps the body moving, keeps it functional, keeps the heart and brain healthy, and you can live a long life. Now, physical therapy has definitely inflected itself as the MSK or musculoskeletal experts. And what you see is more and more people reaching out to physical therapy, not just a component of rehabilitation of an injury and illness, but also for mental health. 
for getting them on the right path of exercise, for prevention of injury components. So we've been very fortunate as physical therapists to be engaged in every level of healthcare, and we're starting to see the federal government and large insurance companies start to pay for people to visit physical therapy, not just on a physical component, but on a psychological, social component as well. And I think the biggest thing that I can share again, as I did in the beginning of the question, a healthy heart is a healthy you, and we need to keep that heart as healthy as possible. John, on that note, we'll end our conversation. Again, I do appreciate you giving me so much of your time. I look forward to seeing you at a Seton Hall game. Uh, let's go Pirates. Let's go Devils. And thanks so much. Thank you. I appreciate it, Matt. And that will do it for this edition of Pirates Talk presented by Jag One Physical Therapy. Thanks to John Gallucci Jr. for appearing on the show, and thanks for his support of Pirates Talk. I am very grateful. Pirates Talk is available wherever you subscribe to podcasts. I invite you to rate the show, leave a comment. I'd love to hear from you. Thanks to my good friend Pat Christensen, the sound engineer of the show, and the writer and performer of the Pirates Talk theme, whose help is invaluable in the production of the podcast. And thanks to you for your company. It's very much appreciated. I'm Matt Lachlan. Until next time, be safe, be well, and go Pirates! Pirates!